Did you know that a God-given dream could keep a person out of prison? Today, we will share a story about a woman who was delivered from a prison sentence because of a dream of God's mercy. Hello, and welcome to episode 25 in our series, In the Heart of God, Dream Warriors, Part 3. Again, today we ask, are you a dream worrier or a dream warrior? We learned in the past two presentations that dreams are ways God communicates his heart to us for our good. We learned that these dreams from God teach us that we can have victory in life through prayer. This is Apostle Charles. And Stephanie, would you please get us started on today's presentation in the heart of God, Dream Warrior Part 3. Thank you, Apostle Charles and listeners for joining us today. As Apostle Charles said, we will share an amazing account of a woman who was spared a prison sentence because of what we believe were the prayers prayed for her. We are also going to the scriptures and studying about a man whose dreams got him out of prison and who later became one of the most powerful people in Egypt. His name is Joseph. I used to journal my dreams and have recently started doing so again. This particular dream that I will share with you happened during the week of April 15, 2002, before our weekly Bible study. In the dream, two women from our former church, Anita and Madonna, said we had to pray for a woman whose name I had never heard. I only knew her name had two syllables. I tried to remember the name when I woke up, but could not. In the dream, we were at the end of Bible study, and Madonna called me over and said we had to pray about something. I do not think in the dream she said just what it was. That's where the dream ended. Fast forward to my awakening from the dream and being in Bible study on April 17, 2002, the following Wednesday night. I went to Anita first and told her about my dream. I told her the woman's name had a C in it and two syllables. Then Sister Madonna came to church, and I told her about the dream. Madonna and Anita were sitting together by this time. Madonna said the person was a woman named C.C. The name is changed for purposes of this podcast. Madonna said they had been praying for C.C. She was in California and needed prayer and deliverance. I told them I believed God would deliver her. From what, I did not know. Long story short, I was asked to pray at the close of Bible study and C.C. was one of the people we prayed for. Five years later, we had a women's conference, and one of the speakers was, you guessed it, C.C. She spoke on Friday night, and the next day during our luncheon, I asked her where she was about five years ago, around the time we had prayed for her. She told me she was facing time in prison for a crime she had committed. She went on to say that when it came time for the judge, who was a woman, to sentence Cece, the judge said something like this, I don't know why, but 
I'm going to release you. Then the judge told her, go and sin no more. Yes, that is what Cece told me. This gave me the shivers. I told Cece about the dream I had and that it was around that time that we were praying for her. I can't remember clearly, but I do believe we both praised God after I shared that dream with her. So dreams are important, and we should not dismiss them. Our dreams should prompt us to pray, because as we said in part one of this segment on dreams, God gets our attention in dreams. He does this so we can pray about our dreams. You never know what impact your prayers can have just because of a dream. So now, Apostle Charles, will you share with us the account of Joseph and the dream that helped get him out of prison and to become the most powerful person in Egypt next to the Pharaoh? Most everyone knows the account of Joseph and the coat of many colors his father Jacob made for him. Joseph was Jacob's favored son. His brothers were jealous and eventually sold him into slavery to a caravan of merchants traveling to Egypt. A captain of Pharaoh did purchase Joseph, whose name was Potiphar. Potiphar's wife falsely accused Joseph of sexual advances and he was placed in prison. Pharaoh had a disturbing dream that needed interpreting. No one could do this in the Pharaoh's kingdom until a court butler remembered Joseph's gift of interpreting dreams. The butler told the Pharaoh, who sent for Joseph. Joseph clarified to the Pharaoh that God is to be honored for dream interpretations. Joseph gave credit to God before the interpretation as a dream warrior. The battle was not Joseph's, but it belonged to the Lord God. In summary, Joseph dreamed of seven healthy cows being devoured by seven unhealthy cows and seven healthy ears of corn being devoured by seven unhealthy ears of corn. Joseph explained to Pharaoh that there would be seven very good and prosperous years of plenty, followed by seven other years of famine and lack. This is what Joseph's God was going to do in Egypt and in the surrounding regions. Joseph's dream message was given by God, who would shortly establish this dream prophecy. God wanted everyone to live and not die. Dreams can be given to us as God's way of redemption. Therefore, we should pay attention with humble prayers. So, Apostle Charles, first we see Joseph giving God honor by telling Pharaoh, it's not me, it's God who is going to interpret this dream. Then, reading Genesis 41, we see Joseph accurately interpreted what God had given to him. There were seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. Also, Joseph was given a position of power. It was decided that Joseph would be put in charge of managing the land with the help of others and storing up food in preparation for the seven years of famine. There was no one with more power other than Pharaoh. I believe because of Joseph's obedience to God, not so much because he interpreted the dream, but because he loved God and gave God the glory for the dream interpretation. Apostle Charles, 
I like that Joseph's dream interpretation ultimately restored him to his brothers and his father, brothers who had sold him into slavery. The famine was not only in Egypt, but in the surrounding territories too. So Joseph's family had to come to Egypt for grain. We encourage our listeners to read all the accounts of Joseph in chapters 37 and 39 through 50. It is a beautiful portrayal of God's love and love of family. Apostle Charles, would you please close us out with prayer? Our Father in heaven, we pray that our listeners will pray with humility when you give them dreams. We pray that they will always honor you as Joseph honored you and gave you credit for the dream. We pray to know that dreams are ways that you, dear God, communicate your heart to us for our good and for the good of others. We pray that they will experience and know that dreams from you teach us how to have victory in our lives for ourselves and others, that our listeners will know that their prayers will travel beyond their time zone to the farthest reaches of the world, and that their God-given dreams will lead to promotion in their lives and the lives of others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, Apostle Charles. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Now let's return to Apostle Charles as he closes us out and gives us contact information. Until next time. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast where all episodes are available by category and series format. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time, God bless you. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.